Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. Your secondary co-host, Brett Irvin. Your thirdary co-host, Daniel Phillips. Secondary, but first in my heart. Daniel, you're third in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Behind me. We're a weekly book club podcast uh, where we talk everything books and books related. Um, And we uh, obviously are also a book club. Um, Did I say that? Did I I botch the intro? Uh, No. No, that's perfect. This intro has been going great so far. Um, What book are we doing this month? Uh, We are doing American Gods by... American Gods. The one, the only... Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Um, have that read. We have how many more weeks do we have to read that? Because I'm on page twelve. You got like twenty days. Plenty of oh, time. Oh, easy. I've read easy. two Neil Gaiman books in the past six months or so, and they're both five star bangers on my Goodreads, and so I'm very excited to whip this one out. Yeah, I am too. I've only heard good things. Well, um, that's not what we're discussing today, so so zip it. Zip it good. <laughs> so, yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. You must zip it. Let's uh let's like catch up. Is, let's move yeah. into short stories, I got, I got our it, segment. Brett, Brett, Thank you, it. Dan. Okay. Do you, should I just should I just be quiet? <laughs> Parker, stop talking. Let Brett sing a song. Okay. Yeah, I'll let Brett sing. Singing a great song. No, let's do short stories. Stop let's, delaying us, Parker. Yeah, you're right. Let's move right into short stories. Our segment where we catch up and discuss what's what's new, uh, what's hot, what's uh, what's what's going on with each other. Yeah, not a lot of hot things get discussed in short stories. Um, the mine, hot sexy guys. Oh shoot, Brett, continue. It's hot because it's summer, baby. Okay, right, fine. Yeah, sure. Is what? it summer? It's not. No, it's, it's barely spring. spring. It was like 35 degrees outside yesterday. Yeah, yeah my sinuses like, are hot from the pollen that's stinging them. It's supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. My eyes are dying. Why did you say summer? <laughs> what made you think it was summertime? I, I was just trying to transition, you know, just you know, get <laughs> okay. some good trying to transition the actual like timeline of the earth. Yeah, well, I think I just looked on my weather app earlier and uh, like looking out it's and instead of bold letters it's summer baby it's gonna hit in the in the 80s this week and that just feels like summer weather you know yeah okay like we're skipping spring we're getting some summer vibes in here is the most exciting thing we're talking about as uh i love spring too except for the what'd you say dan we can't be this boring right no way no i've got something fun to talk about Looking at weather. Wait, apps. are you saying I'm boring? <laughs> no, I'm saying I, mine doesn't top Brett's either. <laughs> Dan didn't say that you were not boring, though. <laughs> we're still talking about the weather. We are four minutes into this podcast, and we've been talking about the weather for our short stories. Come on, guys, we got to. We did that like twenty that. times last year. I don't think we're doing anything different here. Um, have you read any books this past week? I'm still an Oathbringer. It's a it's a um, chunky one. Fun fact about Oathbringer: the publisher told them if they if Stormlight 4 was a page longer than Oathbringer. They want to publish it. I, f- I kind of feel like they're full of shit there because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like Brando Sando has the power well, in, that, not, in that relationship. Not He's like, like oh. as a threat, but as like the mass market paperbacks they want to do, like they wouldn't be able to bind them. Uh, yeah, the book the book bindings would no longer be able to big. hold. Yeah, it's actually too big. The integrity it would fall apart. Yeah, um, but Oathbringer's good. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, it's amazing, and yeah, so that's what I'm currently in. I'm currently in Sanderson City, so they'll be there for a Sanderson while. Sanderson City population, Brett. Hey, the weather here. Okay, Parker. <laughs> oh my God. Here. Parker yes. No. Okay. Parker, Thanks, Dan. Now you're on board, great. right? You're on board with me cutting bread yeah, off. Please start talking right now. <laughs> okay. Um. Everything, everywhere, all the time. It's actually all at once. <laughs> Dang it! Everything, everywhere. I get it wrong every every time I say it. Everything, everywhere, everyone, all the time, every once. Every time you say it. Once upon a time, everywhere, some of the time, at once. Is a movie that Parker saw this week. Okay, I'm the mo- no, no. Okay, I, okay. Real talk. I need to get this title right. The movie is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. Is that right, Brett? That is correct. Okay. Thank you for affirming. I was the one who saw it, not you, but I did not remember the name. I mean, that movie. That's what I'm here for. Is so good. You know, um, 
it, it was one of those movies that like I like so Maddie and I had a date night. We went to go see it opening night, and I was just speechless at the end because I was just thinking like, oh, I just saw the best movie I've seen in a decade. Like it, it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, I think the thing that is maybe its strongest feat is the fact that like it would like seamlessly transition between me laughing to the point of my ribs hurting and then like me crying at how profound and beautiful the storytelling was. And that happened like on and off for the entire two and a half hours. It's so good. Do your ribs also hurt when you cry? Yes. I cried okay. so hard my ribs hurt and laughed so hard my ribs hurt. Okay. Um, anyways, a, a little synopsis for the movie because it's it's really confusing. And if you've seen the trailers, you're probably like, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's it's a little bit of a um, like multiverse scenario or like parallel universes is, I guess, the better, um, more common term for it. Um, and it is essentially about a just a, a regular, you know, woman who's going through her life she has a family a husband and a daughter and they work at a laundromat and then she's contacted by the um the alpha verse is what they call it and they say that she has she is the one that has to save the universe from this impending threat and that's all i want to say about it because i just i just i just want everyone to see this movie it's so good and i i just i can't imagine it not winning Every, every award. award yeah like literally every award and like in like the the main actor um or actress um and then the uh, all of the supporting cast are so phenomenal like they should individually all win awards the writing should win awards the the costumes like that should win award. like every part of the movie is brilliant and i just love it and i i want everyone to see it so this is just me plugging it um so it was one of those movie trailers that every time I came on, I was interested in knowing kind of what was going on in the movie. Like I, I had interest, but probably wasn't going to go see it. Now you've told me about it a few times now. I definitely want to like get out this week and go see this movie. Like, it looks, please, yeah. I'm begging you. I'm begging our listeners, please go see it because I one, I want to talk to like people about it. But two, it's one of those movies that I, I really worry about it going under the like radar. Like getting slept on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's well, it's I'll let just, you know and you can go see it again. I, I I want to. I think I mean I really think Maddie and I are, are planning on it because it's so good. Nice. Um but like it I I've been thinking about it all week. Um oh god, it's just, there's too much good stuff to say. And also I don't think that I could even do it justice by saying right. anything. Like it's just so good. I'm I'm sold. Uh Parker, have you read have you read any books? I have read books and I am reading books. Um, so you. I finished Arcanum Unbounded, which means that I am. F- is that what it's called? Why'd you look yeah. at? Okay. <laughs> you gave me a weird look. on. I, thought, on the- I was trying to decide if you said that last week too, but I can't remember. Oh, maybe I did. I don't remember when I finished it, um, but I'm fully caught up on the Cosmere now, which is fun. Um, and I started. I've, well, I've actually started three books. I, I, oh God, Libby really bombarded me this week in the worst kind of way. I know we've like talked about that ad nauseum, but when it rains, it pours. And Libby was just like, "Here's all your holds. Here's eight books. Read them in two weeks." Yep. Um. So that's not going to happen. So two I had to weeks. choose. You got to set that setting to three weeks. Bump no, I know. I have it as twenty-one days. days. I just wanted to be more dramatic, you know, for <laughs> okay, the for the, for the, the podcast, Daniel. Obviously. <laughs> um. So. I, I've started three books. I've I've narrowed it down to three. One, obviously, American Gods. I've and like I said, I'm 12 pages into that. But I, I read and I was like, you know, it, just how sometimes mood reading happens. And I was like, I'm just not in the mood. I, even though I know it's going to be great, yep. it seems like a lot. Like there, it's going to be like a big adventure, and I wasn't ready to take that on yet. Um, so I'm also reading uh the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and that's a Taylor Jenkins read book fantastic i am i mean and this is this is like dumb because it's like one of the hottest books i feel like of the past couple years and so i feel like so many people have read it and and recommended it um so i I think i'm a little behind the curve on that one but it's really good and and fun fact uh one of the side characters in it is mick riva um so she kind of does a connected universe with uh, i would not have expected that (laughs) yeah and and hugo uh, seven husbands of Ellen hugo came out first yeah. So she like wrote Mick Reba as this fictional celebrity 
and then wrote a story about his family. Wow. Um, yeah, really so that cool. that's great though. I'm like 50% of the way. Uh, that one really like gripped me. And then I'm also reading a little self help book called Why We Sleep. And that's that. audiobook. I read half and of that actually, and then I fell asleep and never picked it up again. Really? Yeah, I, I actually did read half of it, and then I, I think so it was funny. just returned on Libby, and I never got it back. Yeah, well, it did say that, um, like, in one of the early chapters, it says, yeah. if you feel the urge to fall asleep during this book, I, yeah. like, encourage that wholeheartedly, and I thought that was great. No, I love, like, that is, like, data entry books. I was very interested in all of it. I just never picked it back up. Dan, what about you, Guy? Um, so we have a listener that listens to every episode of our podcast, and his name is Kaklushka. And Kaklushka is my friend from high school that our entire relationship revolves around playing video games with each other. Um, I have not seen him since senior year. Or no, he came to visit me in college my freshman year. Um, and that was the last time I saw him. And he was actually in Greenville this weekend. And we got dinner together. And it was very nice. And so I just want to give Kukushka a little shout out. And he recently got engaged. So wait, 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 wait. Hold Congratulations, the phone. Congratulations, You're telling me uh-huh. our boy, yeah. Kuklushka, the boy, longtime listener, longtime yep. fan, and friend of the show, yep. was in our home city of Greenville. Yeah, he was in my house, and I didn't get, and I didn't get the invite. No. Are you trying to? Are you trying to hog the Kuklushka? Oh, I hogged him all right. <laughs> oh, sir, <laughs> unacceptable. Next uh, time Kuklushka's in, you got to let us know. He'll come back. He'll come back. He had a great time. We actually did the. The roundabout thing you do when people come to Greenville is you just try to convince them, them to move to Greenville. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You show off Greenville hardcore. So the we city did sells itself. We did all the showboating of Greenville. And then we brought him back to our house and we played Glurp, which if you never played Glurp, if you don't know if you don't know what Glurp is, you're not Glurping enough in life. Greenville's the only place to get Glurp, so Yeah. <laughs> um and then I'm reading Howl's Moving Castle. Um by Dan Wynn Jones. I hope I said that right. Actually, I think that's her name, but I'm not positive. Reading Howl's Moving Castle, and by I finished and, and read uh, Station Eleven a few days ago, which I knew nothing about Station Eleven, but the author has a new book coming out that I'm interested in, so I wanted to read as many of her books as I could before her new one comes out. Her author's name is Emily St. John Mendel, huh. I think. Uh, I knew nothing about Station Eleven going into it, and it turns out it's like a like the Stand style pandemic book, like post apocalyptic pandemic book. Um, it was okay. I I went back and forth a lot on my review of that, which actually goes into our conversation. Yeah, it uh, does this week, and so let's let's rip into that before I talk more about reviewing books. That's perfect. Did you want to do um, quote of the week before Dude, we get into book I reviews? I forget that's a segment every yeah, well, it's single a, it's a time. new segment, and I still think we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to feel it out, and also I I can't say this I can't emphasize this enough. Quote of the week, audience, loving listeners, beautiful people who tune in every week to listen to, to us talk for some unforeseen reason. Nobody knows why. No one can make any heads or tails of it. Um, we want you to be a part of quote of the week. So send us in any anything that you're reading, any good quote of any book that you're currently reading, send it in, and that can be a, a potential entry for the quote of the week. And just to remind you, uh, uh, this segment, quote of the week, is just a quote that we will pick from something that anybody is reading that we will choose to live our lives by for the, the week. All right, now I teed, it, I teed us off. So, Daniel? So, we've got two quotes this week, really quickly. Um, I, I believe Parker submitted this one. Sometimes reality comes crashing down on you. Other times, reality simply waits patiently for you to run out of energy. Wait for you to run out of the energy it takes to deny it. That is from The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, And then I submitted the second quote of the week. And this is really good advice. Uh, Tune in. If you're driving, stop driving, pull over, listen up. You have no right walking into other people's castles and taking their guitars. And that quote is from Howl's Moving Castle. I think both of those are uh, applicable to life. Wisdom. I agree. I feel like the more broad one is probably the castle guitars. Yeah, that one can be used. All, all of our listeners can probably use that advice this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really applicable. 
Mm-hmm. All right, fine. Well, that, no, that's no. the winner. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> that, no, it takes the cake. I hey, I'm here for it. I like it. Um, okay, well let's let's not let's not waste any time uh, with quote of the week. That's the winner. Um, so don't go into people's castles and take. Don't do that this week, listeners. Don't take. Don't be that guys. Yes. Yeah, so we're moving right on into discussion, and this discussion is all about book reviews and. I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I don't really know what you guys think about book reviews. And so I that that's kind of why this discussion exists, because we have a lot of different questions around how much weight do you put behind a book review of the books you plan on reading, basically. I, I think I think that's perfect, and I think I, th- I think it was you, Dan, who like brought this up. Or sorry, I don't know. I should I I never know who to give the credit to for coming up with the topic. Yes, please give me credit. Was it you or was it? Was <laughs> I it did Brett? come up. No, I did Dan. think of the topic, but I did not write a single question. Brett, no, no, no. Those. But I I just I really liked how you phrased it because I think that's something that because like people, I mean, the discussion of like book reviews has been done. I feel like, but like just that idea of like how much weight do you put behind like book reviews before reading um, or do you feel like it can like influence your read? I, I think that's a very good uh, meaty discussion that we can get into. Yeah. Um, do, I mean, well, well you, since you were the one who brought it, what, what, what's your thoughts? I want to hear what you have to say about it. So I think I honestly put more weight behind a book's review than I wish I did. Yeah. Like if someone says, um, Hey, check out this book. I really like it. And I go to my Goodreads and I mark it as, you know, want to read or currently reading. And it's like a 3.5. Dude, yeah. <laughs> 3.5 on Goodreads is, it's low. Like, yeah, it is. Most books on Goodreads are four and up. And if I see something that's 3.5, it kind of skews what I think before I even read it. And it's kind of like the new version of like judging a book by its cover, right? Like it doesn't really matter what other people think until you read it. Uh, but it it does affect me more than I I wish it would. I, I'm glad you said that because that's it. That's exactly how I feel, and I've done the exact same thing. Where like there's been times either based off of cover or um like just like a brief synopsis or maybe like on book talk i've seen someone review a book and i'm like man this looks or sounds cool and i'll go on a goodreads and put it in my want to read you know that the the list of just Mm -hmm. want to read books and that list is ever growing and every now and then i'll scroll through and if i haven't like actually like built up the initiative to find that book or buy it or read it or get it from the library or whatever and i see that it's like a even sometimes if it's just like a four star and I'm like, yeah. it's not four and a half, which is so dumb. Like that's so stupid. <laughs> uh, and, and no, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's, I, I feel like it holds more sway over me than I wish it did. Yeah. Um, and I think a part of that is the investment that goes into reading a book because right now, at least there are so many books that I have on my want to read or uh, that are highly, highly recommended either by friends or, um, you know, uh, uh, listeners or, 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 you know, people just on the internet that I'm like, I'm, you know, they're high, like highly anticipated. And then, so if it's something that's like not in that category, I'm just like, ah, I don't know when I'm going to get to this. And I just nix it. And I don't right. know that I like that because it then prevents me from finding gems. I feel like. Yeah, not for sure. Um, do you guys write book reviews? I, I, I know a Parker, you, I see some reviews on your Goodreads, like when you yeah. finish books every now and then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I do. Um, and so the thing is, it's kind of weird how I do it. One, I, I, I'll i just come out and say it. I never write a bad book review. Mm. And um, this is, so this is kind of taking the conversation in a different direction. And I think we've talked about it in the past. I have a real problem with reviewing in general, because I myself am bad at, giving anything less than four stars pretty much because yeah. the way i say it, so and this is this is my breakdown of the the parker five star book review which is very stupid i was gonna um, ask this for both of you later so this is yeah, good great so well i'll get right into it so a four star book in my mind is that was a good book and and by that i'm very very lax i'm like this book i read it 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 did what its job was which was <laughs> yeah. to entertain and get me through the book and there was things I liked about it. Maybe there are things that I like didn't love about it, but it was a good, it was a book. It did its job 
and I read it and I liked it enough to take away. And I'm, I'm a very much a silver linings kind of guy in general with my whole life. So like I can find something to like about most things. A five-star book is like, I loved it just like, and, but I saw, I, I, I just, I think there should be a distinction of like a five-star book and a five-star oh, book, you know? Okay. Like, I wish I could give like five stars and then like five golden stars. Five plus. Or like five like stars with like extra shine and sparkles around sure. them. Sure, sure. Uh, okay. But like that's a, a five-star book for me. is just like anything that I, I'm like, I chew on, I think about throughout the week. I'm like excited to, like if I put it down and then I'm thinking when's the next time I can get back in that yeah. world and open that book, that's going to be a five-star book. And, and really... That again, that category. I mean, I probably have, you know, mostly five star and four star book reviews, which I know is silly because, like, that it, it, at some point it becomes trivial. It becomes non non menial, right? It, it's 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 just non existent. Like, what what does that what does it mean if everything's a five or four star? I'd say not necessarily. I mean, if I saw a book. If you read a book and rated it two stars, I would think, good God, that book yeah. is bad. Like, well, so that's what I was going to get so into. The other, it's just, yeah, it the just matters like, on I have three-star yeah. reviews, and I and those typically are books that I've read that I did have, like, some, like, real problems with, either, like, interest level or I thought, like, had some problematic themes that I wasn't very fond of. Um, but, and, and this kind of goes back to my, like, maybe stupid, like naive sense of like, I'd never want to make anyone upset at me, um, which is silly, but I'm like, I know some people like it. So I don't want to be that guy who gives a, a, a bad review. I, mean, I don't want to be that guy who gives way. a one or two star review. And then someone else sees that and misses the opportunity to, to enjoy something that they could have really liked because of my limited scope or my limited understanding, or maybe it just wasn't written for me. You know, I, I have all that stuff in my brain. Uh, so like, I, I really have reserved one and two star books for something that I haven't even like that. It, it hasn't entered my life yet yeah. is, is where one and two star. And that would have to be a real clunker, a real stinker of a book. I mean, so I think that's the, that's the scope of everything, right? It doesn't really matter what everyone's review is. It matters what one person's review is based on all of their other reviews. Right. So oh, like, I like that. I mean, it's just, it's just how reviewing works. Right. If, Right. Honestly, if I saw you rate a one star book, I would never touch that book. We would oh, we would thanks, call God. you and say, "Hey, what did that book do?" Hey, to are you? you okay? Yeah. Uh, did that book threaten your life? Yeah. Brett, mine, mine. I'm pretty similar with my ratings. I don't know if you differ in any way, but oh no, I'm 100 percent the same. I unless literally unless that book or that author did something to me or the people that I love, like that insult it would your be, family. Yeah. Yeah. Your family name, like. There's an apartment complex. In the acknowledgments, it says, we hate the Irvines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my five-star and four-star are similar. Five-star is a book that I'm going to recommend to every single person that I can because I liked it so much. Four-star is a book that I finished and I liked a whole lot. Three-star is a book that I thought it was good, right? If if I write something three-stars, I still enjoyed reading it. I just didn't love it. Um, But I think what's different for me is I don't really mind giving a two or one star review if I didn't like something. I always try to finish you got ice in those veins. I don't think I, you're I the bad boy do, of book though. reviews. Um, I actually felt validated. <laughs> Daniel by Phillips this. wears those leather jackets and shades every time he gives a one star <laughs> book review, smoking a cigarette. So I, I only have, I think I have one single book. That's a one star review on my Goodreads. Are you going to put it on blast? Are you yeah, going to tell yeah, me it's, that? It's ghost at a watchman. Um, uh, I have no clue what that is. It's the prequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, huh. Um, and I really just did not like that book. It also, it was one of the first books I read when I got back into reading, and so I just was not enjoying it. And then I have a few two-star reviews, and most of those were like books I was genuinely excited for that I just did not enjoy while I was reading them. Uh, but I felt some validation from this because there's a book series... Uh, I think it's called the Farseer Trilogy. Uh, it's a fantasy trilogy that came out in the 90s. Uh, author's name is Robin Hobb. And if you go to her author's page on Goodreads, her like her typed in like description of her books is basically saying that she saw that someone had given her a two-star review on one of her books. 
And she got so excited that someone read her book. <laughs> and she, she was generally like, I, I'm sorry you didn't like it, but thank you for reading it. Right. And like, like putting thought into yeah, it. Books I, I adore that mindset. Right. That is like, a good mindset. Some yeah. books are not for everyone. And like, if you read a book, that's not for you, like props to you. And so that's kind of how I view it. But really, really quickly, because I'm talking a lot. I think an issue with Goodreads, and there's a reason I only have so many four or five star reviews, is it's really easy to see which books are doing great and picking those up. And like, yeah, it, it's a lot harder, I feel like, to read a bad book because if it's bad, you might not ever start it. Right. Well, so that's that's my fear. And we kind of alluded to it earlier, but I, I worry about, you know, we're living in this time where like, you know, just everything's a trend, right? Especially, and mm-hmm. I think I see a lot of this because I'm deeply I- influenced by like the book talk community. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's somewhat of an echo chamber that goes on with popular books where everyone is just firing back and forth saying like, oh, I love this book. I love this book. I love this book, which is great, you know, because that's how you find communities and people like rally together. I mean, I've met some really fun like Brandon Sanderson fans through, through book talk. And I mean, just everything. I've got some great reviews. But at the same time, I, I'm worried about like, what books am I missing out on? Or like, have I completely, um, like let myself get away from just going into a bookstore and looking for a book, like with no intention, with no purpose behind me going and then finding one and reading the back of it and saying, this looks interesting and going home with it. You know, like I, I, I'm almost worried that that's, I've lost that because now I'm so focused on trying to catch up to this ever expanding list of books that are only like in this proverbial echo chamber of like, you know, the top maybe 200 most liked books. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, okay. So I have a question. I want to pose a question to y'all that I just thought of kind of going off of what you were asking, Dan, if you could fix, cause I have some ideas here. If you could fix Goodreads reviews or just any, any type of uh, book review system, how, how would you go about it? It's, so it's weird because I don't know if it's necessarily broken, but it's broken in the sense that it skews people's opinions before they read it. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to put like a spoiler tag on your, because you can spoil your comments, right? Uh-huh. Like you could say this book was three stars. My comments are hidden unless you want to oh, see Oh, I kind of like that. I so think like it'd be saying- cool to hide your star rating if like yeah. your friend's going to read it or something like that. Oh, I like that a lot. So that way, if you have a lot of friends on Goodreads and you finish a book, but you're like, I don't want to put this this negative energy out there yeah. in the world because there's too much of that. You just kind of hide your thoughts on it. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I mean, I guess you can choose to not. You could just stars, not re- right? rate it, but you know, yeah. I, you got you to gotta rate it. Right? Yeah, you got to rate it. I feel like if you don't, then that's as bad as giving it a, <laughs> a one star. Okay, um, so hear me out. I, I've got two ideas and okay. I want to I pitch them to you and see which one y'all think fits best. So my first thought was, you know what's better than stars? Stars are so antiquated. They mean nothing. They, they're not a thing, but oh, give me a slider, a sliding Ooh. bar that's like, like one, zero to 100%, and you Dude. can put that slider anywhere. That yeah. would be That would be percentages, man. But, well, because then then you can really – that's that kind of gets back to what I was talking about, like five stars and five stars, yeah. you know, where I could give like a 90 or like a 95 still to like a. good books. It's still an A, and then I give those A pluses. What if you could do sliders – for your friends, your friends can see your sliders of your actual pinpoint percentage, but the review as a whole was like or dislike, like Rotten Tomatoes. Like you look at a book and it's like 65% of people like this book. So it's like rotten at a, um, or it's like rotten or good at a certain percentage yeah. level. It's just no gray area. Did you like it? Did you not like it? And it shows you a percentage of people that liked versus disliked it. I don't think that's all. So how, how fresh that's just or how different... stinky is this book? <laughs> the fresh and stinky meter. Um, I so okay. So my other idea okay. was I'm I I think we've talked about this in the past. I'm a big fan of tier lists. Me too. Uh, I I know you are Daniel because God, you I send me lists. videos of tier lists, but like. <laughs> And it's not really that much different than stars, but I just like it better of like, because they're also just ridiculous. You have like S S tier or like yeah. S plus tier and then S tier and then A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah. And, and then that just gives it more um, 
it's just more options, you know, because stars don't really convey a message, right? Like a star, like what even is a one star? But like a a, a C, that means something. And like a B, that means, and then like an S plus, that, that's like a, that's yeah. a five star, that's an emphasis, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I want. Or maybe get really antiquated with the sliders and be able to break it down of like, reasons why it's good and bad so like, like sliders for like a hundred percent for character development 50 percent for like book pacing feel. for book feel oh, yeah, Cover. yeah yeah for um, font choices i will say there's one thing that really frustrates me on goodreads and it's people that will whip out a one star review and there's a lot of these for prior of the orange tree which i think i know what you're gonna say Is you know it, exactly what I'm say. so i don't mind dnf if you're not liking a book Drop that bad boy, give it a one star. But there's some reviews that are like, people pick up a 900 page Priory of the Orange Tree and they're like, I read 35 pages of this. It's garbage, one star. And like, that, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, I do too. I think that like, I get, like, I have no problem with people DNFing books, no, not finishing God books no. all day, but I would really encourage people to not give a negative review until you half read i would say fully. Half. yeah well i'd say honestly even fully because i mean and i've talked to maddie about this plenty there's so many books that can really be shifted especially like the the that scale right the four mm-hmm. to five stars or, or like three to four stars anything can be shifted in the final act of a book the final act of a book can turn it completely around for good or for worse yeah um and so i i don't know like i I sometimes get discouraged when I see that because I'm like, I get it. It's maybe not your cup of tea, but then maybe just put it down, you know, maybe just put it down and say, not for me. And then don't have like a lot of opinions past that because I feel like you're not really giving the book it's time of day, but then you're coming out with a lot of hot takes for something that you weren't willing to invest in a ton. We're going a little long, so I'm going to, I'm going to push us along if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, no, that's great. Cause I do want to, I want to get into our last segment cause this is fun. Yes. So I'm going to do just one more. We have a few more questions, but can we do one more and then get to the oh, last yeah, segment? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us with a, uh, yeah, so hit us with a question. Do you guys have a person in your life whose book reviews you weigh heavy on, right? Uh, like you take a lot of heart to someone in your life's book reviews, um, whether that be positive or negative. Do you guys have anyone like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go. Do you want me to go? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we know what we're all gonna so, say. so you know the answer our audience knows the answer at this point this isn't gonna shock anybody but so maddie my wife is is honestly a bigger reader than all three of us she should be on this podcast i was going to say maddie if <laughs> yeah. you were gonna go first yeah <laughs> wait you were gonna say maddie too i was like yeah i was i mean yeah, I was okay honestly she she vets a lot of the books i feel like we read because she reads so many books like she, she read like 115 books last year yeah um she's just an incredibly fast reader and her she's got she honestly has a re- like just very good opinions on books. Um, and so something, and it, I, I, it's interesting that you asked this, Dan, because of timing. Um, but it obviously I hold her opinion with everything in life very highly. Um, her being my wife, you know, so that would, that would track. Um, yeah. but yeah. books, especially cause it's just something that we connect with and we love to talk about. And when, like, if we share, like if there's a book that we both love, we love to talk about it together and just like, you know, throw ideas or like our, our favorite scenes and, you know, favorite characters. Like we just, you know, love that conversation. Um, but I will say there's a couple times there's been a handful of times where we have differing opinions and it, it sucks. It takes the wind, <laughs> it takes the wind out of your sails. And I feel like I kind of, um, <laughs> unfortunately did that to her. And, and so this is a public apology with the Akatar series. And I, I it, so that one's kind of a silly one because we both agree yeah. on a lot of like the, um, you know, the obvious stuff that we can like poke fun at and everything. But I think we read it differently where, you, you know, she, it, it's just like pure escapism for her. She doesn't think about it too much. She got in, got out. She, she also read them very quickly. Um, and so she just like read the series, was able to laugh at it and, and enjoy it for what it was and put it down. And, and I've been. study it like it, it's the Bible. <laughs> right, exactly. And I go in and tab and highlight. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I haven't. But I, I just like, I have had some different opinions and some different reactions. And I also just voice more strongly some of the things that I didn't like about that. And I, I kind of feel bad because I, I really um, never want to be the guy who 
I don't think it's cool to dislike things that people like, right? I never want to be that guy that is going out of his way to say, oh, you like this thing? I don't like this thing, and here's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, and so that, I, I feel like, is kind of a, a, a bummer, and I, I accidentally did that a couple times, and so don't do that. Don't be that guy. Uh, that's to the audience and also to myself. But, and then, um, but I will say, very recently, this one will... Uh, I mean, if, if you're a listener or to you guys, y'all know how much I highly talked about uh, this Savage Song and Our Dark yes. Duet, the yeah. Victoria Shaw books. Well, I loved those books. Like, they hit me at the right time. They were exactly what I needed. They were exactly what I wanted. And then Maddie read the first one, and she was like, yeah, it was all right. And she just it, – but it, she didn't say anything bad about it, but she just didn't have as strong of an opinion. And I was like, oh, man, did I – like, is something wrong with – like, I, I literally had that thought. I was like, yeah. did I read it wrong? Did I, like – Am I broken? Right. No, honestly, though, I, I had that reaction. I was like, I was like, did I like maybe look way into this? Like what what was it about me? And I, I think that's maybe more of a problem of like, I should just be able to let people enjoy things to a different amount. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, sorry. That's a very I, this is such a long winded answer, Dan. But yes, that's Maddie is the answer there. And those are some examples of times where we've had differing opinions. Yeah. I obviously take a lot. Nicole is not the biggest reader and a big part of our relationship is usually me reading a book and being like, hey, I think you would like this book. Please check it out. Uh, But there's been a few, the main one being uh, Anxious People last year. She picked it up while we were on vacation and she read it in like a day and immediately was like, oh, you, Daniel, sit down, read this book right now. Like you're going to love yeah. this book. And it was probably my favorite book last year. Oh yeah. Um, and so we just being around each other all the time and being in a relationship for like almost eight years, we have like meshed our interest together. And so that's the obvious answer. Um, but if you scroll through my text with Maddie, it's all about like books and like the book discussions. And the example I was going to bring was I recently read the first book in Poppy War, which I was not like, it was fine. I finished it really quickly, but by the end of it, I was so ready to be done with it. And she read it and liked it more than I did, but seemed to kind of have like similar thoughts on it. And so it's a trilogy and she finished the trilogy. And I remember she freaking loved that. So I remember texting her and being like, I hope she hated this trilogy so I can like, put it down and she was like no it's so good and I'm dude like, she loved God. it so much she's been so excited for uh that author's new book that's coming yeah. out next year and and kind of funnily enough connecting these two stories dan she had just finished the poppy war trilogy mm-hmm. and then she read savage song and yeah. i think that's what did it's it later. because she came off the high of a series that she she paralleled it to like this the world building and level of Avatar: The Last Airbender style, oh, yeah. of just like I mean, that's what being it is. so good, so fleshed out, like all the characters, and 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 I I would agree that like this Avatar isn't that this Avatar is a much smaller scale book, but I think that was maybe a, a factor in her review of it. I don't want to you know say for sure, but that it's funny how that happened because she loved yeah. loved 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 the popular series. I think the meanest thing I've ever done to Parker in my life was read stormlight one through four in two months and then pick up darker shades of magic and read it and then tell him i didn't like it that much (laughs) yeah that one did hurt i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm really i'm glad you brought it up dan because i obviously value your book opinions a lot and you did not have the same reaction as i did reading uh, i did but it's weird because i did like it but i definitely didn't love it as as much as you did so it's like one of your favorite series adore that Um, series yeah so i apologize for that yeah, I think mine obviously would be You Two Idiots and Maddie, um, but also um, my parents. Uh, usually whenever I talk to my dad on the phone, our conversation will, near the end of the conversation, will always say, like, what are you reading right now? Because he reads, like, a couple books a week kind of thing. Like, he reads yeah. every day, every night before bed. So I always just check in and see if he has any good, um, good reviews. So... He's kind of my uh, in-house uh, yeah. Goodreads for that nice. kind of stuff. Uh, I love that. Not to steal Brett's, but that did remind me. I have two more. Uh, my Phillips. mom is a massive reader. She reads so, so much. She's not on social media at all, but she's like a big um, one for me. When I Anytime I'm thinking about reading a book, she's probably read it. And then the other one, I, I hope he still listens to this because I'm about to uh, 
describe him in the nicest way I can. Imagine you're in a museum where they have perfectly chiseled, muscled men. Um, That's listener Johnny, my mom's friend that she works with. (laughs) Johnny is the most chiseled human being I've ever seen in my life. And he's also the biggest nerd I've ever met in my life. He's read all of Dune, which... Like Children of Dune and Dune Messiah? all of Dune. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so Johnny is my go-to for anything like sci-fi or fantasy because he loves long series. Hey guys, can I be honest? I think I might have given Doom Messiah two stars. No, I think I gave it a three stars. Oh, I gave Doom Messiah two stars. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Well, th- this is going long. One last segment really quick, okay? This was not my idea, but I'm taking reins over it. I think it was Brett's idea or Parker's idea. Can't remember. It was Parker's. It was Parker's idea. So we have gone through and secretly found one-star reviews for a particular book that we chose, random books that we've read. Um, or not read. I don't know. And we're going to read snippets of these one-star reviews and the other two are going to try to guess which book it is. I'm so excited to play this game. This sounds like so much fun. So the way I think to avoid going longer, I'm just going to read through these reviews and then let you two go. Yeah. Does that sound good? I'm going to take the right. Well, I I mean, we're going to guess yours, right? And then we'll go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read these. I, I, Pulled from four or five different reviews, but just snippets from each. So is this the same book or different books? It is the same book. One book. One star review. One star Goodreads review of one book. Here we go. All right. Hit me. Uh, This first one's talking about writing style. I don't even know how he writes. You could put a million monkeys in front of a million typewriters (laughs) and have them hammer keys until the end of time. And it would be better than this abomination. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. The second one. Very interesting. She ties in a movie review very seamlessly i didn't like the movie so i wanted to read the book this book is not for me the audio is really good with some good sound effects one star so interesting really fused them together um i would rather have read an 800 page owner's manual for a car i do not own damn this book cured my insomnia Wow. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay. that's absolutely brutal so it's working miracles i mean hey curing insomnia is like a good thing oh, so yeah. that one that's really big. should be given at least two stars yeah all right can i take a shot yeah take a shot is that frank herbert's dune <laughs> that is frank herbert's dune it's frank herbert's dune <laughs> let's go i hate that i mentioned dune right before doing this but yeah that is dune the the movie is what kind of yes. led me to think that, and and just the I don't oh. know how this guy writes made me think like I didn't say this, but in the in the movie one, she said I didn't like the movie parentheses nineteen eighty four. Good to be specific. Good job. You're who's up? All right, that was um, amazing. Do, okay, uh, Brett, would you like to go? I can. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I'm reading snippets from three reviews. Um, also in Goodreads, you could post. Uh, who it's recommended for, who you would recommend this book for. Uh, and the first one has a recommended for, and it's morons and troglodytes. <laughs> um, oh, God. So uh, please do not recommend blank to me because you think it's brilliant. Please do not try to explain to me that it is really interesting and eye-opening book. Just don't, please. Uh, then they go on to say... Uh, he is barely comp- he is a barely competent thrill ri- thriller writer who wrote an awful book that I could not bear to finish because I felt my IQ plummeting a little further with every let's go to Paris guidebook description and blowhard <laughs> authorial essay. Um, and then oh, I'm not I'm going to say that one for last, but there's she she makes a she makes a joke on the the title of the book that's pretty funny. Um, this next person said. They downloaded the book onto their iPod, an audiobook, and were listening to it on a road trip. And they said they found it really engaging with the plot twists and turns, jumping from scene to scene, like jumping back and forth in time. And then they realized that their iPod was on shuffle. And so when they put it into <laughs> no. normal mode, they hated the book. Because <laughs> oh, my God. Was, in normal order, they hated it. God, that's a um, moron and or troglodyte. Yeah, someone posted just a picture of a cheese grater as a review. Okay. Um, and then the final one is this person said, this book is nonstop action, and they copy and pasted that about 50 times. So it's just 
one star review. This book is nonstop action. This book is nonstop action. Just over and over and over again. Huh. Okay. Um, Interesting. My guess is all is quiet on the Western Front. No, I I'll give you a hint. It does happen in France, and it has to. There's a professor involved with it. Oh. A bit of a mystery. Um, is this is this a Sherlock Holmes novel? It is not. An it's, Agatha Christie novel? No. It's more recent. There's a popular series of films about it. How am I I'm blanking? blanking? I don't this, know. Our, our, our listeners are probably screaming out the answer. So she said um, the nickname she had for it was, or the, the reviewer had for it was, um, The Da Vinci Chode. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. This is Dan Brown's The no. Da Vinci Chode. <laughs> that's The Da Vinci Chode. Oh, that's the name of the episode right there. That's yeah, good stuff. That's good. That's quality. So, um, oh, my God. That got me good. I did not expect. Yeah. Oh, I got to start titling my reviews. That's that's freaking comedy gold right there. Yeah. It was shout out to Murr, who rated it with one star and, and recommended it for more. And The Da Vinci Chode. This is nonstop action. This is nonstop action. This is... Yeah, that was the oh, best part. Oh, God. That's good stuff. Okay. Parker, Did you have any yeah. more or was that it? No, that was it. Okay. So I've got, I've got two. Um, all right. So this one I just thought was funny because it is really a weird way to do a review. It's only hashtags. Okay. So let me read you these hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag repetitive. Hashtag info dump. Hashtag small world building. Hashtag repetitive. Hashtag show don't tell. Hashtag horrible characters. Hashtag repetitive. Hashtag stupid lingo. Hashtag boring. Hashtag made me want to hurt myself. Hashtag uh, hunger games ripoff. Hashtag when good ideas go very bad. Hashtag am I just bitter? Hashtag am I just drunk? Hashtag I wish I was drunk. That's the review. Oh my god. Hunger games ripoff could be a lot of things. Bad yeah. lingo. Okay. I thought you were going to say it was like a one-star review for like they both die at the end or something like that because they did have a lot of lingo in that. Was I, uh, Do you have two books or two reviews of one book? I, I've, got, I've got two books and I, I, can, give, I can give another review that's um, probably going to give it away. Uh, is it Shadow and Bone? It's not Shadow and Bone. Oh. Okay. Do you want, okay, I'll go ahead and give you the second review. Any other guesses before I do that? No, I'm stuck on the Hunger Games thing. Okay, is it Divergent? So, it's not divergent. Oh. It says, please, I insist, allow me to put myself out of my own damn misery. Oh, my aching, bloody, damn, gory balls. And that's in quotes. Oh, wait. It's the Midnight Sun. Is that Red Rising? That's Red Rising, oh. my guy. Oh, my God. I know. I, I'm shocked. How could you not like Red Rising? That's brutal. It's completely brutal. My man, that hits for them me to right. have hashtagged repetitive three times and then say, "I wish I was drunk," whew, that's that hits me right. That's a punch to the gut right there. I know, I know. I uh, <laughs> I was I I mean I I wanted to do books that I liked yeah. just to see like find funny ones. It's um, so disheartening and, to find those one star reviews. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's a little um a little disheartening. And then I have one more fun one for you. Okay. Um. Okay, so I'm very confused on how this book ever got any good ratings. This is one of the few books I disliked so much that I had to stop listening. It was not scary at all. The characters are whiny, narcissistic, immature, annoying, irrational, and I couldn't stand the parents. Oh my god. Is it's gotta this... be the, the book we read last year. Home Before Dark? That's the that yeah. is Home Before Dark. That's <laughs> our, that is the book as a friend's Dude. best <laughs> Book of the year. Hell yeah, baby. If I could change the review to one star, the only based on the parents in that book, I'm with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So there wow. there also was a uh, another review that, I mean, it would have given it away completely, but it, it was basically just saying, this is just a worse version of A Haunting at Hill House, yeah. which is the Netflix show. Which, yeah. Yeah, that we discussed that during the episode. That was the big uh that was one of the big drawbacks from it. Yeah, that was a big one for me because I was the only one that haven't hadn't seen that, and so it was like very new to me. We've cool. been going. We've been going. Do we have anything else? Let's uh let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Before we do that, let's give some shout outs. Oh boy, oh boy, do we have a shout out this week? Give it to us. The own our 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 pickleball friend. Justin. Pickleball champion. Um, Kate the Killer Hiller's 
hubby boo. He's so he's I, and we, he's so handsome and tall. His big arms, arms are tree trunks. Yeah. Um, he gifted us all bookmarks, and the best part of the bookmark on the back of it, and there's a heart. It just it just says heart Justin. Heart, heart Justin. Justin. And I <laughs> use the, the back of the bookmark part. facing forward, so I see heart Justin every time I look at my book. Oh, okay. It's so, so wonderful. And we love you, Justin. Yes, and thank, thank you, you so for much. the custom bookends with friends bookmarks that you got us. It's yeah. very sweet. Um, anything else? Thank you, thank you, listeners. As always, um, I know we we say it every time, but we really do mean it. Uh, I mean, we do the podcast just because it's fun to talk about books. Um, but if you listen along and you enjoy, and if you read along, then you're. We just cannot tell you how much that means to us. Um, reach out to us. I feel like we haven't heard from listeners in a while. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, at our uh, our email, which is uh, at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Um, give us your thoughts on books. Give us your thoughts on American Gods if you're reading that with us or if you've already read it. Um, and send in your quotes of the week because we would love to have uh, some listener submissions for quote of the week um, segment. Send them in. Send them in. What if um, we did get a lot of listener quote of the weeks and we only ever used ours still? I, no, God, that would be awful. I thought you were going to say only ever use theirs. And I said, honestly, that's the dream. I would love we it just if we never them. had to bring a quote of the week because our listeners just provided them. Every, that sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, And that would give us, I mean, that's just like built-in book recs. If you get a good quote from a book you haven't read, that's, that's solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think that wraps it up for us. Thank you, Jacob Robinson for the intro and outro of our podcast. It's so much fun to listen to that every time the podcast plays. Um, and Maddie moon, we cannot thank you enough for the cover art for our podcast and also for the book reviews, because apparently we are always just looking at you for good reviews. Um, I think that wraps it up. Anything else, guys? Thank you both. Um, never forget. Oh, Go, go, Dan. Never forget, the real five stars were the ones I gave to you two along the way. Oh, hey, Dan, that review was S tier, or that that outro was S tier. Bye. <laughs>